This is the Convo Lounge. Expression, exposure, experience. Right, welcome to the Convo Lounge podcast. Yet another exciting episode of this very podcast. We're coming to the end of season two. We're coming to the end of the year. It has been a great um, year. I kind of feel like it's a 360 moment, right? Because where we are recording now, it's actually opposite to where we started our first episode. When was it, Yandy? Was it uh, February or March? It was March. Yes, March, yeah. uh, we were at this very um, same area and it kind of feels like yeah, ne? we've come a long way and we're finally um, here but uh, maybe just before we start um, let me just appreciate the guys that uh, our viewers and our listeners never get to see mm-hmm. but they are actually the Life, life of the podcast of the podcast <laughs> they bring everything together a uh, big shout out to dd on the visuals a pk on the sound uh bg on the graphics and the producers that we've had um over the past two seasons uto as well as bonnie and these are the guys that uh make us you know sound so smart um on <laughs> screen and uh, <laughs> yes um so we also are going to be having a conversation with somebody who sort of like closes all of this uh, because we just completed a project that we did in partnership with some employees at Upsana under the Ambassadors for Good um, program. And this is the man that has actually uh, brought us together, um, mm-hmm. Convalange at Dapsana, to work together on this brilliant program that we did at Ikaruin Junior School. Uh, when Yandi first came with the story, um, when was it? She was like, they met somewhere. Uh, someone got to watch the podcast, listen to the podcast. Yeah. And I was like, yo, yeah. there's an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. What's the story? Uh, uh, well, I think TK and I met um, sometime. I think it was April, if I'm not mistaken. April 2022. Yeah. We must have been in Dubai uh, for yes. the Dubai 2020 uh, Expo. Yeah, and it was facilitated by BITC. So obviously, BITC when they go on some of these trade missions, they mobilize all our leading brands in the country uh, to be part of the delegation that goes to sell Botswana. Um, and I was there as uh, one of the moderators for one of the sessions. And of course, TK was there from um, a Dapswana point of view and also from a mining point of view. Yeah. So we met there for the first time. We actually didn't interact much. And, but like, even though we're on a queue registering, I remember, <laughs> yeah. for the Botswana investment uh, session. And yeah, and then we later met again. Uh, Dapswana had collaborated with a, an amazing local innovation hub called the Nawa Hub. Mm. Um, and they had an entrepreneurship challenge that they had. They called me in to be a judge uh, where university students, I think it was B used to BAC Botswana. as well as UB. Yeah. Uh, students from UB as well. So mm. they were pitching business ideas and I was one of the judges who were meant to help uh, to pick the winners from that challenge. And then somewhere on the sidelines, TK is like, hey, you're always working. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, actually, this is what I'm doing. One, two, three, there's Convo Lounge. And I showed him our low fidelity prototype of the platform that we want to build. He's like, yeah. oh, that's so cool. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, let me send you. And then he's like, yeah, I sent him the, our links for the podcast. Yeah. And uh, he listened to our first episode and he's like, ah, there's actually something we should collaborate on. Yeah. yeah that's All it. All right. Yeah. But who's <laughs> okay though? Um, let's get to that. Yeah. So, well, 
there, I think it's a very great story how I met with Yandile. Yeah. Um, and I could sense that there's a lot of work that she does. And I was just asking, how many lives do you have, Yandile? <laughs> yeah. How do you manage to do all of these different things? And that fascinated me about her. Yeah. But I, I am Tekanya uh, Satani, usually referred to as TK. I, I work at Debswana, Diamond Company. I'm the Senior Manager Transformation and Innovation. Uh, and I work here in Haburun at the Corporate Center. So I think when we met with Yandile, specifically, I told her, from all of the things that you've talked about, I think we have an opportunity to impact the community. Um, and at the time, we didn't even have any knowledge of the fact that we would have maybe a scholarship, sorry, not a sponsorship that is coming yeah. on the way. Yeah. So it was just a, a question of saying, whatever, you know, we can find some point uh, during the journey of both our uh, you know, corporate life, possibly, and also her business life. Maybe we can find a way to solicit some sort of funding from people to start impacting the community. So that was just how I met her, and you know, we are here today. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> what was it for you though? Um, like, have you had an experience of working uh, to give mm. back to the community before, or this is just something that um, you've always maybe wanted to do, and it just happened yeah. at the right moment? <laughs> I think it has always been that. But the other thing that you should remember remember also because that I come from Mizimotlave. Yeah. So me coming from Mizimotlave, it was a question of also having had that heart for the kids that come from Mizimotlave. It's also maybe from my own experience, uh, having known that for me to get to where I am, is it's a question of sheer chance mm. and a lot of luck. So I've always just known that perhaps maybe the, the great thing to do is to afford those that come after us an opportunity that we never had in terms of, you know, exposure uh, and being given an, an opportunity to interact with people who who are making things happen. Yeah. Uh, it, it was mainly the fact that uh, I think Yandi, when she was part of the judging um, team, there was so much knowledge that she was speaking in that yeah. conversation. There was so much that building to those kids, which I felt this really could be helpful to a lot more uh, uh, kids, maybe even at a younger age, because that was maybe secondary school, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was that. But I also had interacted with the Ikehing uh, Junior School like 2015, the first time when I was still at Botswana Investment and Trade Center, we, we had gone there to donate. Uh, it was a library yeah. uh, at the time. Um, and from that moment, from that time, uh, I, had, I had been the one giving the speech because I had studied at the same school. Um, and, you know, I think I remember when I was giving the speech, there's this usually line that people say at the end of speeches, where if one of you hears what I'm saying and maybe one of you hears my call and my, you know, invitation to take care of yourself and to, you know, prioritize your education, maybe one day that would make me really happy. Yeah. Uh, and I think one day there was in my inboxes on Instagram, one young lady sent me, uh, you know, an inbox and said to me that she had listened to me and she was a doctor uh, oh, um, wow. just because of that speech. So, hmm. so it's been quite a powerful thing in terms of how much impact you can have just by being, interacting with people and making them realize it's possible for them. Yeah. And at, the, at, at that time, you always see will just be there mm -hmm. um, living your own life because this is something that I know oftentimes yeah. um, happens there was a, a conversation that we had in the last season <laughs> uh, with a, a young dealer had a conversation mm -hmm. in the last season with yeah. a a graduate from the BAC college and he also mentioned something similar to that to yeah. say do you know me going to get uh, to graduate my first class degree was actually something that you walked into the room and yep. said to me that mm. first time and I've never really uh, taken a step back. Uh, yeah. So 
when we got to um, now finally uh, come to work together and mm-hmm. find an opportunity, um, what is this opportunity and how does it yeah. um, often come to employees that yeah. work for the Anglo-American uh, group? Yeah, great stuff. So, um, Devsana, um being part of the DBS group, um, obviously, and also the Anglo-American group, mainly for mining companies, there's usually what we refer to as giving to the communities and ensuring that there is cohesiveness between the community and the company. Uh, the community, both in terms of direct employment, you know, employment through contracting, but also just the interaction that you have in terms of being able to support uh, what is happening in those communities. So the Ambassador for Good program uh, is a program that is under the Anglo-American Foundation. Uh, and it's intended to give each of the employees an opportunity for them to impact a, you know, an area that they have close to their heart. And the thing that I like about it is that it recognizes that we don't have a lot of time as employees internally. Yeah. So it then offers you an opportunity to go and partner with somebody that you know can help you to execute on what you're doing. Yeah. And so... We, I think it was around March, early this year, uh, March, eight, February, March around that time. There was an expression of interest that was sent out to employees, which I took quite seriously. Mm. And I started applying. I talked to Yandile. I said, we, we need to do this, Yandile. Uh, and I remember at the time, you know, we, I then recalled, she had talked about exactly what she mentioned earlier on, where she had mentioned having worked with schools, having worked with Bobukamoso, CJSS at the time, mm. and having empowered kids and all those things. And I thought to her, listen, maybe we need to do this and take it from the point of view of looking at those kids that are not necessarily maybe naturally talented academic wise it's yeah. possible that maybe we could impact them but also give them an opportunity to see um, the fact that they are maybe interested in the arts and all those other areas they still need to be able to you know do well uh, school wise so that yeah. was the intention at the time and we applied I remember we supplied on uh April fest, as if it was April Fool. April Fool, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And we were running all over the place to do that. Um, but the concept we had really known all along, we need to do this. It is part of... So the... the Debswana has got what we call the Building Forever. Yeah. The building Forever um, is a strategy that is a mimic almost of the ESG strategies that you have in other companies. It really yeah. covers all those areas in terms of environment, social and governance. Um, and so this was specifically for the social part of that ESG, but through the building forever. Yeah. And we looked at it, we started thinking, how does this impact or maybe add into the um, SDGs? How does the impact add to the uh, building forever? How does it even talk to um, Debsona's intentions in the short term in terms of our strategy yeah. uh, of one dream, one team? Yeah. You know, the dream that we have for the uh, the company, the dream that we have for the nation and the team that we have internally and externally, you know, so it was quite a quite an exciting journey to take. And we, we are here. I, I don't think we ever thought at any point in time that should you maybe not be approved, uh, mm. what would happen? We actually even started thinking about what what next move would do, even if the order is not approved, I think we'd have still found a way to, to uh, go ahead with the project. Yeah, because really actually when I was preparing for this mm. um, interview, I went through the, the 
the same um, strategy yeah. that you talk about and there was a part mm. where it mentions the two parts that I think we picked um, for this particular project. Yeah. Uh, one is to ensure that there is a development of girls in science, technology, yeah. engineering and mathematics um, yeah. spaces and also just giving back to the communities where uh, the mines would have operations at and I think this is where also yeah. just as an employee of Debswana you'd want to maybe give back to the school um, yeah. that you, you, you went to or you studied at right okay. so this is something that I believe then uh, we would need to be finding a way to build hmm. um, onto that and see how we could uh, continue uh, advancing, you know, that yeah. particular segment of the mandate. And also when hmm. you look at um, things like, you know, your values, how yeah. just as a company, um, values help you to shape um where it is what you want to take your your operations yeah um what is what is it that that uh, mm. um just as the values um becomes so something that is very important yeah um to you in your operations as well as giving back to the yeah. communities that you work um around to, to, to develop them like that great stuff so i think mm. i like that you, you're very right bk the other thing that is also quite important in that conversation was also you know, working with people with different abilities, which I think we did a good thing to select some of the students from that particular um, segment. Um, so in terms of the value set, Debson, it's quite a, an important conversation. Quite coincidentally, as you asked me, I'm thinking last month was actually values month for us. And we went through all of our six, we have six values in Nepswana, went through all of them. It's usually very important when you're working for a mining company to put safety first. You want people to go back to their home in one piece, to go back to their families in one piece, to go back to the communities in which they exist in one piece. So that is the first value that we have. Then the next one is be passionate. Be passionate means do something with the heart, do something that really talks to you. And I think this is an example of an area where maybe, you know, we didn't even flinch thinking about it because of just the passion we have. And then we have a value that talks about pull together. Yeah. You know, uh, pulling together means taking different people from different areas and taking different energies, taking different abilities to create something. And I think you can tell from this particular conversation that that is what we did. Yeah. We had um, a guy from Joining called Kevin, Ladia Moroba, who was part of the program. We had Tidimano Lesela from DCC, part of the program. Uh, DCC means Haboroni. Yeah. We also have Unami Habana, who is also from Haboroni. And then we also had um, somebody called Maseho um, from Orapa. So you yeah. can see it's across all the operations pulling together to create this particular program. But that's not the only value. So that's the third value that I talked about. The fourth value is about building, um, um, built together. Um, and that, I might have pushed that one a bit. So let's yeah. <laughs> check it. But it's really about uh, building stronger teams. Um, and so that's that's what happened. And then the one that is more even relevant to this conversation is around uh, Show We Care. Yeah. Show We Care is about... Um, giving to the communities, caring for the environment, caring for everything that we impact in the conversation of developing value within Debswana. Then the last one is shape the future. Yeah. So you can imagine if you, you guys usually talk, because I, I also follow your podcast, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I did listen when you're talking about the impact in terms of the um, unemployment uh, area is really st 
starts it really starts from uh, family planning yeah so shaping the future i mean if we i mean able to catch uh, our kids maybe when they are at middle school um it's not that bad at least we are not that far off in terms of how to do it i mean we can do better yeah. but um so the shape the future it's really about that so this is really a demonstration of living the values through all of the six values that I that I talked about specifically. All right, fantastic. Let's yeah. go, go for a quick uh, break cool. and then we're going to continue our conversation um, just after this. Thank you. Cool stuff. Sure. This is the Convo Lounge. Expression, exposure, experience. Right, welcome back to the Convo Lounge podcast and today we are hanging out with Uncle TK as he was called by the students at Ikahin Junior School. Uh, we just completed a project and uh, we're just talking about um, that project and maybe let's just jump into the lessons that we, we got from from that. Um, when we started this, we were starting on a on a clean page mm. very blank we yeah. had to develop like everything from scratch from the proposal uh bring our heads together as to what we want to do uh, also get getting to approach the the school uh, first to just ask uh, for permission to work with this project mm. i mean it's something that we've not done before so even the school did not know um if who we are where we come yeah. from um if we're going to you know bring something that will be a, a, of any impact to to the students uh but the good thing is they finally just managed to open uh, that doors to us and we mm. got to work together on this project and i think that really goes to say you know they takes patience to mm. um get these things done more especially as you mentioned earlier on yeah when it comes from passion when it comes from doing something from the goodness of your heart yeah um you will try to tick all the boxes that needs to be ticked because at the end of the day the people that you want to impact mm. are the students and you'd want to uh, get them to that I, i don't know what you had to to, to pick from yeah. this uh, project Andile. i think the You know, I just want to go to the start because I'm sure there are a couple of people that are curious, okay, how did this partnership come about? Like, mm. you know, just for a knowledge transfer, I think what was really unique about this as well, uh, TK, I think earlier on you spoke about how we met, we conceptualized and we submitted a proposal. It was actually proposals uh, submitted on a parallel. So the Dabswana team had to submit its own proposal and then we had to submit a proposal as well um, as Convalange to the Anglo-America Foundation, right? Uh, but the proposals had to be similar and the same. The only difference with us, uh, we also had to submit, I think, a budget, yes. right? Yeah. And then from there, they uh, got approval as the internal team and then we also got approval as Convalange. Then we had to go through a due diligence. But what I find really unique about this is that it wasn't just like funding because what's common in the CSI space or CSR space is that a brand will fund you or fund a community and then that's it. They give you the money and then they, they come back to you again when it's time to report an account that you use the money where you said you'd use it. But in this case, um, there was actual commitment. The reason why the Dabsona team had to also uh, submit a proposal is because uh, five members of the Dabsona team had to be uh, 
heavily involved in the project and Uncle TK was actually I think they called you a project champion or a project lead yes, <laughs> yeah yeah it's like the project champion and the project lead and so um, and even with the like M&E because this has been strong in monitoring and evaluation yeah. we'll also ask questions like did the Debsona team did we feel like we were supported through the process did we feel like there was enough teamwork so you know the entire group is really interested in ensuring that they're not just funding communities but you know the talent is also heavily involved in that to transfer knowledge so I thought that was like a really unique thing yeah. about this and I think also this is something that um, maybe TK as the yeah. team that was working on this project everybody was involved in actually making it um, what it is and I believe that there would be some sort of um, either skills or something that new that you've learned mm. it could be from us as your partnering uh, organization or yeah. from the students themselves or also just working uh, with the school in entirety yeah so I think uh you, this is intentional from you possibly to remind me because I forgot the, the, the value earlier it, it really now I've just remembered it it's build, build trust yeah. that's one of the values we have so I think out of this one of the most important things I learned was really how to build trust between different people yeah. who have got the same dream but possibly at different um, levels in terms of you know how much investment they have into the conversation yeah. um, I remember that even when we were talking to the school there was a time where we were possibly feeling like maybe they are dragging the feet or maybe they are not into the program or maybe they are skeptical about who we are and where we are coming from and over time it's really a question of continuously conversing and doing those things but if I was to say something that I learned you just called me earlier Uncle Tiki one of the things that I, I, I really enjoyed was to be able to see how when we build trust people transform Yeah. so we came into the school the kids were very timid they, you know, they were quite intimidated by just seeing us coming in there I don't know maybe they don't interact a lot with people from outside like yeah. the teacher was saying but over time when we were leaving by the time we were leaving when we were at the graduation ceremony um, it was quite quite nice to see them you know feel like they are part of us as a conversation we had you know managed to build that trust with them and one of the things that I also really liked I think and learned from um, Combo Lounge is the art of being able to narrate and document the story yeah. so that for me was quite a powerful thing and sometimes it's also the curation being able to take different elements and put them together um, and being able to make sure that that is impactful to those kids in a way that we would have never imagined. Mm. So it's possible that maybe if we did the program internally, I might have invited them to Debswana, you know, took them through what Debswana does, but to be able to take them through many different organizations who do different things, for them to be engaged physically, you know, in terms of using their hands to do those things was quite a powerful thing. So I think it's one of the things that I learned, but I also learned... Um, that is fun to work with the youthful, youthful people, you know. So, uh, and um, <laughs> of course, I remember You know, you send 74 WhatsApps in a day asking for something to be done, and you have to find time in between to say to BK, BK, yes, we can go ahead, or no, we cannot go ahead. And yeah. sometimes it's a bit frustrating. So, I think it continues to test um, as big organizations are we really uh, built to execute in the most efficient and effective way possible. Mm. Yeah, yeah. because powerful. me actually me yeah. doing that right mm. um, is that there's actually um, one of the employees uh, from Debswana. Mm. Um, he's with the corporate affairs, yeah. and he actually came to me and asked me if I've done or studied communications. Hundred percent. And I was like, no, it's just <laughs> that I think being in the space of media yeah. space for a very long time, mm. I've gotten to understand the need to 
uh, communicate uh, some a brand, yeah. right? Brand importance and how you package and you communicate um, certain information about um, mm-hmm. a certain brand that has been built over time. Yeah. So that is why me, you know, getting to get those um, yeah. checks. Uh, and I remember there were things that I know we couldn't do, but yeah. then I felt like they could have added a bit more value to uh, the yeah. program. It's just that, you know, it, it was taking a bit of um, yeah. time to get those approvals and stuff like that, you know. But yeah. this also just goes back to saying... Um, like you are saying, when mm. you work as a big uh, organization and mm. you are not so in touch with the world outside, what is happening with the world outside? Um, how is you know the programming that you're just trying to do in the community are going to help yeah. you guys um, propel forward? So it would be uh, most important for us to actually go out mm. there and see it from the lens yeah. of the external. Um, a community yeah. and that is why i think in our conversation as convo lounge we always go and advocate for maybe building um youth advisory uh, councils yeah. right yeah. to say you are having a solution as a csi initiative to benefit the community mm. but is it really benefiting the community in the way in which you'd want to benefit you'd want it to benefit, benefit them, them right yeah. and sometimes you'd find that um even us just as young people i was having a conversation with yandy about uh, <laughs> something yesterday and um she was surprised that a lot of artists that were coming up she didn't know those artists right yeah, yeah. and then i was like maybe this I'm is actually uh, <laughs> actually this is something that actually we need to also you know yeah. look at um mm. as convo lounges we're developing these different programs yeah. for these young people get that voice you know, get to understand the mm. environment that yeah. they are, are living around. Hundred percent. I think uh, as a very important concept. <laughs> Normally, when you you're talking about systems thinking, it starts first with empathy, and empathy means being able to put yourself in the shoes of who you're developing the product for. Yeah. I think we tried to do that to a large extent. We were not really successful, hundred yeah. percent, but at least we had some views of the teachers and who are very engaged and close to this to this to the students. Yeah. I think the other thing that also makes it maybe oftentimes a bit difficult to get to this fast with the program is because the program is layered so there's the Botswana you yeah. get to Anglo you get to the foundation there's so many different stakeholders to engage as you are developing it uh, but yes the agility of your organization I uh, wouldn't say um, it's necessarily similar with ours and that's because you know being a large corporate uh, sometimes it's got a lot of layers and a lot of policies and stuff yeah. you need to be able to you know um, fulfill certain things but when you are in your office you can wake up this morning and decide hey let's print some t-shirts yeah oh, should i put the, the logo here or the other <laughs> side and i'm like no you actually have to send that particular picture of the design yeah. i had to take it to patrick who's a corporate affairs patrick is gonna oh, you know goodness. approve for us that's quite some process i'm like when you are here you just print if it looks nice yeah it looks nice then we're good <laughs> yeah. yeah no i think um nothing much to add on my side i think mm. we also learned with the students in Ikaring, uh, that who we thought were influential or should be yeah. noticed by young people, they don't know them. Yeah. Like, we're really shocked that the kids didn't know who Marang is. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> why don't you know who Marang is, you know? Yeah. And But at least they knew who Drama Boy was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was also a huge realization to us to say, like TK said, 
Mm. You know, we need to get into that world. No, if we cannot influence them and and be role models to them, if we don't understand who is currently influencing them or mm. what's currently interesting to them. So mm. yeah. Yeah, I think the one, one other thing that I really think we need to cultivate in our people, and especially young people, is appreciation of their own people. Yeah. I think most of them, when we were talking about music specifically, mm. they kept referring to international, you know, artists, and I didn't hear a lot of them talk about specifically who they are following locally. locally. Yes, mm. I, I, I mean, I know I don't know a lot of young people. Possibly, I'm still stuck with my cousin Lizibo and oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna kill me. But yeah, but um, and, and even then, and, and I think it's a question of just understanding your environment you know he often tells me um, if you're going to be engaging with young people you yeah. might not necessarily know everything because he performs he knows what's happening yeah. so I think it's a question of also just you know as we expose them to these different uh, programs mm. uh, let's also make them to be very I'd say proud of their own and proud of what they create because through that yeah. it's the only way that we can be able to then ultimately get somebody to be interested in them because yeah. some of them are interested in yeah them. it's the creative confidence I remember yeah. during the business I think the entrepreneurship workshop yeah. Yeah. Um, you know we were just having conversations about um, some of the challenges that are there in their communities, whether it's healthcare yeah. and lack of access to um, medicals or medicine or pills, right? And then we got into this conversation because we we're trying to inspire them to say, don't just see and notice that, okay, the clinics in Medzima Klabe don't have enough pills. Hmm. Think, have a solution oriented uh, mindset, right? Hashtag mindset change. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, what is the solution? what's your role in that solution mm. and so you know we sort of went into a trend where I kept on asking them questions to say where's the business opportunity in that problem mm. right and then the conversation was well okay maybe we could uh, be the ones who are producing the pills and selling the pills mm. and then we got into a conversation and I asked them well where do you think the pills come from it's like oh well, it's probably some foreign company mm. uh, not a, a Botswana based company and then I said to them well why do you think that it's a, it's a foreign company and that only a foreign company has got that capability and mm. one of the students said well we don't have money I'm like you don't have money and then I said do you know about YDF yeah, yeah. do you know about BDC mm. do you know about CEDA you know how do you move from one type of funding to the other to slowly build a business that at one day it'll fulfill a need in, in the healthcare space yeah. right and there was a light bulb moment um, within the students to realize that I think you're absolutely right in influencing not just believing in our talent but even in ourselves yeah. that we can be solution providers to our communities so I think it challenged them a lot you know yeah. to think about well one day I could be the one who's producing this medicine and that there yeah. actually is funding so that is what influenced uh, the play because I think yeah. one of the, the the students at that showcase the graduation what play? ceremony you haven't even told people what play Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mm. um, towards the end of the gra uh, the program, we yeah. had a graduation ceremony or an idea for showcase. Yeah. the yeah. students. It was an idea showcase, right? 100. So they had to come and work with, uh, they're working with Marang over time to come and create those plays, um, looking at what they've learned on the program over time. Yeah. Right. So there was a play that was focused around um, that provision of... A medication where they brought like 20 million <laughs> <laughs> worth yeah. of uh so yeah yeah is that yeah. where it came from yeah, I, mean, they were asking, I don't know the, 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 the end of play uh just maybe shortly i think somebody was asking uh 
Tepswana uh, for what was it like maybe for a million or two million and then is it don't worry <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> so yeah. yeah I mean the, the idea and, and the whole reason why we actually uh, approached this program from a creative because so there are two focus sectors it was the creative sector and the, yeah. and the mining sector and the whole emphasis on the creative sector is that this is where a lot of young people's attention actually goes the creative sector actually influences how the students learn more yeah. than the education system yes. and so the idea was and also it's the best platform to build creative confidence so the idea was that yes we're taking them to observe Debswana we're taking them to observe the mass media complex we're giving them presentations about the mining value chain but how can we have more engaging ways to help them and how they interpret this information and make it and utilize it for their own good. Mm. And so that's where the idea of the creative idea showcase came about where it was really more of a challenge to them to find out if they're paying attention, listening and if this is relevant to them in any way. But it also was an opportunity for us to learn from the students uh how they interpret everything and what's their reality because we actually didn't give them a script. Mm. They scripted everything from their end and of yeah. course consulting the Debsona team and us as Convalange as well. But yeah. they had the creative freedom to choose what they want to the place to focus on based on the lessons that they had learned throughout the program so yeah yeah, yeah. all right um, let's just uh, close it off um what's next Okay, lessons hope, maybe what do you hope for <laughs> like yes the I, one good thing that you actually hope yeah. you have gotten out of this that would actually help um I'm going to ask it in two parts yeah Yandy Lewer as answer for the co- Conva Lounge mm-hmm. and you are going to answer for your team yeah. at Debswana and mm-hmm. um, what you've gotten to learn from this now you can apply it going forward yeah so I think for me maybe I have enjoyed a little bit too much being called Uncle TK yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that we this is not the end of the program yeah. that we can be able to sustain it also I think if we did this conversation just this one time um it was about what four months or so of yeah. engaging with the kids i think there is a need for us to see how far they are going to go in terms of this you know sometimes you come into people's life um and you plant a seed but then disappear and then yeah. they see this is the same situation we've always had where people you know are not present for us so i think we we should be able to still find a way uh, of some sort of sustaining of Make, the problem making it rain making it 100% mm. hopefully and uh, <laughs> and uh, and i think for for me uh, Uh, the great learning has has really been that our kids are quite talented yeah. i i didn't expect the amount of you know brains that we got into when we had conversations with the kids even including what Yandi was talking about how creative they were to be able to tell the story of what they have learned through yeah. play that was quite um, breathtaking uh, and i hope that we can also be able to extend this conversation not only to Ikaheng because i selfishly studied there 30 years ago and <laughs> that's what i chose but we can also be able to expand it into other areas and also i think for other brands out there to look at what you guys are doing and yeah. maybe you know start to invest into these conversations because you cannot do it alone you also cannot do it alone we need to bring a lot of hands into the the same pocket and and, and you know and create that particular bucket that can actually you know impact even further yeah. so i'm hoping that it can be something that can be sustained and that we can continue uh, yeah. for longer period can it be something that can be sustained and and uh, duplicated to um, other schools and you know other brands to also you know jump on board on such an opportunity uh, to see how we could uh, build 
the future of the kids Absolutely. So I think, you know, there's a, we're just talking about the State of the Nation address and this current program by SmartBots to connect 500 villages to connectivity. Um, yeah. and, and this is going to be in different hotspots. Um, I think healthcare facilities, education, as well as in our kotlas. Um, and what this means is that we've now got access and we can reach more young people or talent across the country without actually traveling there. So we've got low barriers uh, to entry or we've... We, once the the program is on full rollout we would have we would have you know low cost of implementation that's what it means yeah. and so part of the sustainability side of things uh when uncle tk was talking about um how the talent is still young people are still influenced or inspired more by uh foreign or external talent and not Botswana. Mm. i mean if you look at convalange in these past two seasons we've really amplified young Botswana who are doing great things not just in Botswana but globally yeah. right whether it's Tinashe who's working mm. on the Rolls Royce is it engine is, in engine. Oxford mm. right um, so you know you want to highlight more of those young people to younger talent in our education system and so absolutely I think w- one way of sustaining this is probably Bagang building our tech platform now where mm. talent can reach this content but even before we build it they can reach it on YouTube right they yeah. can reach it on the podcast platforms to get informed about who is who in Botswana what's the story and how can that shape their career decisions I think the second form of sustainability is now with the children because I argue that um, the children are brilliant like TK was saying like there was a young girl who you know was having a business pitch and she's talking about what sustainability mm. I'm like is this from the Dabsona presentations <laughs> or where did she get like, this from like or something <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I mean, we didn't teach her sustainability, you know. So she was brilliant, and someone like that, you you don't say wait until you are twenty five yeah. to 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 start putting that brilliance to action and learning ex- the, the habit of execution. I think a part of sustainability now is moving beyond just funding the administrative side of the programming and actually funding these young people to do community programs or initiatives. Mm. Right? Yeah. Of course, they're too young. They're still young by law to start actual businesses and start commercializing. But I think we can start it at funding them to create mini projects and programs to make an impact in the communities. And so what we're really, the mindset we're changing is to be observers and consumers. And we're trying to accelerate um, the gap between thinking, having an idea and actually doing something about it. Because Mm -hmm. if you look at Botswana, we've got a high entrepreneurial intent. And what that basically means is you've got a lot of Botswana who want to do business they want to get into business but they never end up doing it yeah. uh, because of confidence right so that's another element of sustainability i think the third part for us is uh more of these industry community and education sector conversations right just from what we've learned for from working with tk and the team and what they've learned from us um and and what the school has learned from us i mean we ended up inspiring even the teachers yes and they, they say they want yeah. a program that is specific yeah. for the teachers right <laughs> so you know i think sustainability there is more conversations i think as a country our kotla system yeah. making sure that we have that whether it's once a quarter area yeah. where we interact and bond 
bond you know tk mentioned something very important building trust now mm. it's about how do you maintain that trust so small circles of platforms where we get to check in and find out how everybody is doing um and learn from each other i think that's a point of sustainability mm. i think the fourth part really uh for me is also um getting young talent to also contribute to what how we think about the future in our organizations yeah. so whether it's a youth advisory board specifically mm. focusing just on Convalanche yeah. or a youth advisory board focused on Depsona's innovation and transformation strategy mm. so if you got a, a youth advisory board of young talent in form 2 or junior secondary or secondary and ask them what they think about i mean there was a kid who asked us if we could mine in mars right mm. um Um, if you could get them in a room and say this is our organization um what does it look like in the future and in the future by the yeah. way you actually be the talent working in it yeah. so i think that's a point of sustainability and i think the last thing is more investment from an industry point of view to ensure that the huge i mean we're talking about a knowledge based economy what does yeah. that actually mean mm. the knowledge that we have about industry of the mining value chain and how dapswana functions or how convalanche functions how do we convert that to consumable content by young talent right yeah. the conversation that you have with me as yandile is not the conversation you should be having with a 15 year old yeah. about mm. what the mining value chain is so therein there's actually an opportunity for animators right to take T- uncle tk's mind and experiences and documented then converted to a mini series on animation that young mm. talent can watch yeah. and mm. learn okay this is mining okay if i want to be an engineer this is what my average day is going to look like if i want to be an accountant in a mine this mm. is what my day to day is going to look like so i know i've said a lot but like there's yeah. just a lot around sustainability well, that, is, that is our first <laughs> idea for 2024 hey so, we're going to create an animation yeah. 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 Just, just reminded me <laughs> of uh, being reprimanded by marang of uh, us being very serious. Yes. <laughs> so I think it's a good thing that you say there. Yeah. Right now your party mates um yeah. let's just uh, close it off here. Yeah? Cool stuff. I think uh, it's been quite a journey. Mm. I don't want it to end, but yeah. uh, like with everything else, we just have to take a pause. I think this is taking a pause. It's been quite insightful, a lot of learnings and just absolutely amazing yeah. to have been part of the program and to have interacted with the, with the kids and I think that um even for them they might share the same sort of view um and i'd like for us to continue to impact the you know nation the way that we're doing because i think if we talk about a uh, you know programs of this nature really if you are looking at achieving 2036 and achieving prosperity for all yeah. it, begin, it begins with you know involving others and bringing people together so i'm quite excited to have been part of the program yeah. and i'm happy to have met you bk cool stuff thank awesome. you very much and yeah. uh, thanks to everybody who has been part of the project and i think that um, yeah we will cool. uh, get to do something in the future uh, just on friday as I was dropping off the last gifts for the students yeah. <laughs> i was saying bye guys i'll see you <laughs> some other time and i was like no hmm. we thought you said you're coming back <laughs> of course we owe them something It's, you have to make it happen thank you very much uh, yes. for joining us today on the Convo Lounge podcast remember if you want to engage with us on a different social media platforms use the hashtag Convo Lounge Africa bye this is the Convo Lounge expression exposure experience